0: have to believe in your ability you are capable of anything you can achieve any dream please don't limit yourself don't live your life limited it's not all sadness and misery life's a challenge but you will succeed
1: good afternoon ryan here with the power of helping people podcast six Episode six, man. This is going to be a really good one for you guys today. i very excited to bring a, a dear friend of mine up here, a, somebody that I actually really got close to this year. Um, his name is Matt Johnson. Matt Johnson, I'll give you a little bit of info on him. Matt Johnson owns Nine Degrees North. Uh, he also, his past jobs were, uh, he actually worked for Oxford High School. Uh, he was actually the marketing director of Oxford High School, uh, a lead under Tim Throne, and you know i'm pretty pretty excited to bring him here but what what the what's the best thing i love about matt is he's a man of faith he's a man of god and you know uh i've really you know been touching base with this a lot lately but we're going to go really in depth with some stuff today and we're also going to talk about his family and how he does things and we're going to talk about his his new business that's coming up so um why don't we welcome matt johnson
0: ryan good to be with you this afternoon
1: what's up buddy how you doing
0: i'm doing well
1: well i'm excited to have you here and 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 the real reason is because i've come really close to you lately and i and i I really think that uh you know when we when we first met it was really meant to be um we were actually uh i want you to kind of share the story you know why why don't you tell everybody the first time we met Well,
0: the first time we physically met in person was maybe close to probably eight years ago. And it was just on a brief business kind of connection. Uh, You were blessing the school district by paving a playground. So we connected on a social media kind of promo event, but that was it. And it was just kind of two men that lived in the community, um, just kind of passing ways. But I, I noticed then in my pastoral journeys, with my online viewership, I'd see this Ryan Austin name pop up on the on the live feed of who's viewing and who's watching. So uh, it was kind of one of those experiences of you never know who's listening, but you're trying to be a voice to help people, which, you know, turnabout's fair play now, right? All yep. the way back to your whole aim and, and drive of making a difference in one life at a at a time per day so yeah that was the first connection but our real first connection like together as brothers was uh the weekend before Christmas two years ago now um I happened to be sitting in the coffee shop working on a Sunday morning prep on a Saturday morning And you came around the corner from the rear entrance and I just looked up from my laptop and I just kind of did the head shake. Hey. And I actually vocalized, Hey man, how you doing? Like I knew who you were and knew that I think even like the week before you'd listen to the sermons and stuff. So, um, being my normal outgoing gregarious self, um, if somebody's a friend of mine on Facebook and I don't talk to them in person, or they don't talk to me in person. I usually like, okay, done, dis- discard. Yeah. So I wasn't going to be that person, obviously. So I'm like, hey, Ryan Austin, man, what's happening? And we got chit-chatting. And I think actually that day we had an arms deal go on. Like we uh, exchanged cash for firearms. So that was yeah. kind of fun just because we're yeah. just outdoors with men and then the fathers doing stuff. So that was the first connection. And I tell you what, man, it was a waterfall, I think, from that point on.
1: Um, you know what? That was I just... T- I think with faith and everything, I think people bring uh, people in your life for a reason. And uh, my reason uh, I believe that you are put in my life is because you make me a better person. And I think that's why we're here today is because I want to let you know that you're impacting more people than you realize. And with doing that, it's one of those things that you, with people out there and you're on social media, it's, right. it's people are watching. People are he- yeah. listening to you and, yeah. and, and you're impacting more people than you really think. And so when I started this power of helping people, this was the real mission for me to help one individual every day. And so I want to bring on individuals like like-minded individuals like myself and and really just share the stories of other people and how, you know, the trials and tribulations of, you know, being, you know, in a good spot, a bad spot, and and really just connecting with my audience, you know, and, and if right. I can impact if I can impact that one person, you know, I think uh, I think that's all that matters in life. And I was actually reading my devotional this morning and it just struck a chord. And, you know, every day I, I do read my devotional and I make it a point because it's got to be consistent with my life. You know, and right. I, I believe you think the same way is you got to be consistent in your life. You got to have your routine. But uh, it was it was telling me that good things are going to happen. And, you know, and, it, and it, what it did was it said, stand tall. And it also said that you need to put yourself out there and you got to do what God, God has intended you to do. And I believe that it, he has more than ever told me to help one individual or as many people as I can. So when I brought you on here, uh, I have some questions for you, but first I wanted to, I wanted to share something with you guys and I'm going to read it and just this'll give you a little bit of background about Matt Johnson. And <laughs> and, and so when I read this, It's. I might get emotional because it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty, pretty intense. So let me read this and it'll paint a little bit better picture of who Matt Johnson really is. So uh, this, this was a post by his daughter, Maddie, and I'm going to read this. It was a father's day and I'm I'm sure he knows what I'm about to read, but um, I'm going to read it and I'm going to strike a chord because it struck a chord with me. It says, I'm often told that I'm just like my dad. And I will always see that as the highest compliment. My father is a loving and devoted husband, friend and father. He works so hard to provide for our family and give us the best. And he is a great example of a man of God. I will forever and I will always be my daddy's girl. Love you, dad. Happy Father's Day. Now, I read that and I get very emotional. And the reason why I get emotional is because I have daughters. That thing right there is amazing. That shows you who you really are. And I wanted everybody to see who Matt Johnson really is: a great father, a great leader, a great husband. You know, we're not all perfect, but I'm gonna tell you right: I gotta get a tissue, guys. This is this is this is going deep for me, man. The reason why is because I love my daughters and i want to impact my daughters just as much as matt does now he's got he's got a very very lovely family and i want him to tell a little bit about his family and what he does with his kids and how he how he's raised them and i want to dig into that because when i talked a couple weeks ago in my podcast i said our kids are we're a reflection on our kids our kids watch us our kids emulate us our kids constantly are watching us so if we say bad things or if we say negative things or we watch and talk about different people, our kids are going to do the same. So I want you to discuss how in life you got your kids to be like this.
0: <laughs> well, uh, a lot of prayer, a lot of, uh, intentional, both life decisions and hard conversations. Um, I appreciate your kind words. I've had quite a few people actually individually ask me this question. What have you and Keith done to raise your kids? And, um, it's hard for me because two of my kids aren't with us in the house every day now. So, and that's fresh, that's recent. Um, Maddie actually has gone back from here in Ohio to Michigan to spend a couple days there before she goes away to Utah for school. But, um, to the core of your question since our kids were little um in our congregations and in our churches we are not like i would say a, a methodist church or the catholic or lutheran church where uh catechism of your kids which jeff the definition of catechism is just questions and answers um, but obviously you can imagine the the lutheran structure or the catholic structure or the methodist structure They've taken biblical truths and wrapped them around questions so you can have those discussions, mainly to aim your kids. And um, you'll hear even the the chief end of man purpose for me in the very first question of what would be Martin Luther's Heidelberg Catechism. And that is, what is the chief end of man? Well, the chief end of man is to love and to glorify God with all that you do, all that you say, 24-7, no... Jot, tittle, iota, anything left out, but it's to have the aim of I'm living my life to bring glory to God in all things, whether I'm brushing my teeth, tying my shoes, uh, participating in a sport. So run that backward to little kids, right? And I struggle sometimes watching families that don't have a framework to bring discipline to their kid because they don't have a view of God. And if you don't have a view of God, you're missing out on really what's the entirety of our purpose as fathers living here on earth with my kids i get to to my god creator loving giving god who gave me christ as the heavenly father shows grace to me through christ i get to do that earthly every day with my kids so rearing our kids was not a hard thing when you have the foundation and framework of this is a god designed event so when my kids mess up screw up i could yell scream at them But I first have to make a decision. Am I disciplining them so that I look better before other people? Or am I disciplining them so that they can have a reflection and understanding of what is my adoration of my God creator who gave me mom and dad when I choose to disobey mom and dad? And I'm I'm really obviously a pretty straight shooting, authentic, um, sometimes using the most explicit four-letter words because they communicated the best in that moment of explaining to my kids, you disobeying me, you might as well just spit in my face. That's what it feels like. And they got to this, to shift to, okay, if if I was in worship in in church and all of a sudden I'm being distracted from worship, I'm saying, God, you don't care anymore. I'm going to turn over here. And our decisions to disobey our parents early on with our kids, we help them understand you're not just wrong against me that's actually sin and you're sinning against god and you might as well spit in god's face you're spitting in my face so then they had to start to wrestle with the bigness of their decision from an early age and they would tell you yeah like if we got in trouble we lived in a little house a little historical home in the village of oxford and the only separate place for them in the house was to go in the bathroom shut the door and sit on the toilet with the lid down and wait for me i'll be in there but you need to think about who and what you sinned against in your lack of follow through obedience, whatever the, the scenario. So you can now see if a consistent model of discipline and structure structure is helping them understand where they were wrong, man, the outcome now at age 14, 15, 16, 18, 21. And now, you know, my, my son and daughter-in-law, like I I have gray hair when I don't, you know, keep it cut (laughs) tight, people can see it. So understanding you're bringing them back to reflection of what do I love and what am I choosing right now in this moment? Because we all do have the freedom to choose sin every time over choosing righteousness and but the it, status but it, quo. But
1: it's, a, but it's, you know, let me point out something. It's, it's okay to sin. And we're all, human. Oh, we, we yeah. It's a reflection. Yeah. It's a reflection. So what like, I love where you're going with this. So just keep going, man. It's, it's great stuff. So,
0: yeah. So, so as parents, you know, my wife and I, our stories crazy fun it's god besotted god planned and we just are along for the ride i even have people like somebody just text me right now are you hiring um i would love to say i'm hiring because i'd love to have that shadow of the next person you're pouring into with me just like you do with your, chi- your children but having those deliberate constant bigger conversations i don't care that you just made me look like a fool in the middle of the auto zone as you threw a fit What you do need to recognize is what you look like as a child of God committed to the call of God, what you just look like before God. And you're going to stand and account for that. And you're also going to account for your repentance of your sin. So I'm just a mirror here holding up a reflection of what you're doing so that you can see and evaluate it. And the other thing that we did with our kids, obviously a consistent discipline, a consistent uh, loving structure of discipline. man, I grew up in Kentucky. That that says a lot in the discipline structures of even education. I remember uh, remember the teacher pulling the paddle off the board and say, hey, we're going to spank you right here in front of everybody. And I probably deserved it eight times that I didn't get it for the one time I might, might have. But the discipline was consistent, but also the intentionality of choice and decision-making. What's it what's it going to benefit me to say yes to this or no to this or my choice of words. So instilling into that kids at an early age that, man, you're accountable for what comes out. So that, that's just a little snippet, but obviously not the whole of it.
1: You know, what's, what's really cool about that is is I can totally tell when I see your kids, Uh, the way they act, the way they present themselves, the way their work ethic is, Um, you know, most kids, And I even believe in this in my kids is is you got to set a foundation for your kids with faith first. You know, you've got to, it's got to be consistent. It's got to be, you got to put him first. And if you put him first, watch out what happens. And I think that's the real purpose of him is saying, hey, listen, if you sin, if you do these things, it's okay, but I want you to put me first. And oh, oh, yeah, to
0: understand the, the measure of grace and mercy. Like, I even said that this week in a post as everybody's blowing up about uh, judgmental of our, our, our leadership and our nation and everything is to understand we're a people of prayer, people of grace, and a people of extended mercy. And if that's not what defines us in Christ, then shame on us because we're not being a light. We're being just a counterpart to the culture of saying and being negative where we have hope. Let's, let's anchor in the hope. Yeah. So, um,
1: I love shining us. the. I love shining the light. I actually took your post the other day and I kind of put something on social media about shining the light, you know. And I think really that's the that's the real purpose. Is if you're in a dark room, all you got to turn, all you got to do is turn on the switch. Oh, a and spark, I, man! Just if, just a spark. If you turn on that light, I mean, I got two LED lights in front of me that are just blinding. I mean, if I'm in a dark room and I'm struggling, all you got to do is is believe in him and have put him first because the lights will turn on. I mean, it literally opens my life. Every morning at 5 a.m. or 4.30 or or 5.30, it's not past six because I sit there and I I literally give everything to him. I read my devotional. I pray. I research. I analyze everything I read. I, I literally want to put it in perspective because I feel like when I was younger, I didn't quite get it. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. quite get the reason for my purpose or I didn't cause I grew up Lutheran and I, and I grew up with Holy Cross in downtown Oxford now is actually mm-hmm. journey, which I love the name journey because we're all, That's on what a, we're, on. we're all on a journey. Is. So when, when, when he named that church journey, I was like, wow, gave me goosebumps because it's like, we are all on that path of this journey of faith. And, and we want to share that with everybody, but sometimes like even in my business, Sometimes I just want to share it with everybody. And it's really one of those things that if you come into my company, you can actually feel it on me because I have that passion for people. I have that, I put him first. So he leads me in the right directions. It's almost like when you're driving down a highway and there's a million signs here, there's a million signs here. And most of the time you're just focused on the road, but once in a while you see that right sign and you're like, wow, that sign over there is that purpose and I look into it and I'm like, God told me to look over there. And there's a reason why I looked at that sign and it might be a little thing. It might be a, uh, you know, but I dissect those things And because he yeah. is talking to us. We all get so busy and so, and so consumed with life. We lose all those signs. We don't listen. We don't hear. So when you brought up that light, it's like every day I come into my, my studio and I, I sit down and do my devotional and it's dark in here. And then I turn on the lights and it just opens everything up. Well, so. and
0: that's, it's being the difference. Cause when you live in some of those attributes that are seen as Christ-like attributes, it is so countercultural to the negativity, the voice, the, the energy that people use of the world around us, people don't really know how to comprehend it, but to they don't even know they're using biblical language, but in first Peter kind of stranger in alien language, they're like, Ryan Austin, you're just weird. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, to like 10 levels of, you don't even understand, but they see that taste of like something's different. And what's interesting is you read that, that statement of introduction. Um, I took a lot for granted up until a month ago of the community I live in And the roles that were 100% God anchored, like, Matt, I'm going to move you from A, put you in B, you're going to do C, um, to even the point where I've had other pastors, I've had friends of mine, secretaries, administrative assistants that work with me, work for me. They're like, you are like the master career builder. And I'm like, you have no clue. Like, I wrestle with every day, Lord, what do you want me to do today? And man, I could tell you, Ryan's story after story of praying that, Lord, what do you want from me today? What do you want from me today? What do you want from me today? Uh, one I'll share is to remind you to come back to a board member conversation. But um, when we, we kind of left Oxford a little bit quietly, like intentionally quietly. We didn't like get on our social media and say, bye, farewell. Uh, but that was kind of intentional. I didn't want to leave a shock in a big hole that I was leaving in a job. I didn't want to leave. Uh, people creating chatter, calamity, voices, because what's amazing is in the best resignation from a congregation this past January I've ever had, it was only assumed that it must be because of sin that I was moving on. I'm like, how like my wife and I must be having an affair. There must be adultery going on. There must be, I'm like, what in the world? No, I've been praying that prayer. Lord, what do you want from me today? What do you want from me today? And it looked like two years ago, Matt, don't worry about your pulpit. The pulpit will take care of itself. Your church plant that you've been on for eight, nine, 10 years, I'll take care of that. You just need to be ready to go where I want you to go and be willing. And you could ask Tim Throne, who's a great friend. Like I'd sit in his office five years ago. Tim, I'm not sure where God wants me to be today. I'm not sure I'm doing his thing. And in all of the positions of work I've had, which, you know, that might be podcast number four because that's its own craziness but um I, one day i was leaving the high school wrestling with why am i doing this i went from this pastorate well first of career as a missionary and as, as a pastor to how i got now knee deep head deep eyeballs deep who are we kidding eyeballs deep in a school district that i would like to impact with the gospel how did i get there well it's very simple i have no teaching degree But I do have a degree in photography and graphic design. And here's a school that has some CTE, career tech ed. Matt, we want you to teach that." And I'm like, are you kidding me? I don't want to go to high school. (laughs) But when you pray the understanding, just like what you said, Lord, help me to see who I can impact those are questions that our Heavenly Father laughs at us when we pray them. He's like, you want me to do work? Watch this. You're praying this. This is your heart. Watch this. You, you just keep your eyes on that sign because I'm going to point your way. Just be ready. So I was moping, whining, complaining like, man, I could go to high school and teach for three hours a day. Then go to my office and then come back to the high school. And I was just driving down Oxford Road, down that hill, right? So it's a whole not a, a mile and a tenth to my office and I'm like, Lord, why do you have me doing this? This is nuts. And I'll, I'll, I'll use her by name because I think Kim would love this story. I had prayed, Lord, help me, help whoever you want me to help today. I drove down the hill, pulled in the back off of East Street there, you know, and parked in the Red Naps parking lot. And I park over by the church and walking through the parking lot. It's snowing nasty. Who wants to live a life like this? In my office, trudge every day and i walked by a door of a car and the car is all fogged over well we all know living in michigan a fogged over car in the middle of winter somebody's in that car so i was like worried somebody's passed out or whatever and then i'm looking at the car i'm going recognize i'm like well it's kim shoemaker's car so i tap on the window you okay and she's in the car broken weeping and she's like it's so of god that you just knocked on my car i need somebody like you to pray for me and then i Prayed with her and like kind of helped aim her and encourage her and walked in the door. And I'm like, as I walked away from the car, literally that fast, the Lord's like, and you want to know what your value is. You want to know where your place is. You just keep your eyes open and keep doing what you do. And that's really been my model of Matt, love God, pursue the glory in his name in all things, and love others around you in all you do. Like those are the first three things I make a decision of what I'm going to do on every day. And that's when people say, man, how did you build this amazing career and path and things? I'm like, one question, God, what do you want me to do today? And whether it was, you know, do flooring in an elderly folks home, or whether it was build something to make ends meet for the Johnsons. I always knew that that house that I was doing that work in probably had a Kim Shoemaker kind of, Hey, I'm gonna put you here to have this conversation. So every decision I've made is my life is just a conduit. Am I willing to be tied to the end of a rope that's God and pull through that conduit of life and say, who can I impact? What can I touch? What can I do? Um, And not out of a being nosy, not out of being in everyone's business, but if I can't be an echo and reflection of the gospel of hope of truth to people in a culture that that's far and far between, who's gonna be? And if I'm sitting in a pulpit preaching, and that's what has been fun about the past 10 years is like, I can preach. And then the person that's sitting in the pulpit says, that's easy for you, Pastor Matt. You don't live where I live. You don't go to work where I go to work. You don't do what I do. I'm like, you want to make a bet? Yeah. I'm not just telling you to do it. I'm doing it because I want to be doing it. So, like, I've anchored in when people ask me, Matt, what do you do for a living? And I just, I'm, I'm an ambassador for the King." Yeah, I got a lot of other titles that I've had and jobs I've had that are all uh, worth staying and doing. But God's like, no, I'm going to move you on to the next thing. Hence, where we're at, why we moved to Ohio, and no one could understand it. Man, you left a great administrative job and a great school system doing great things. Why would you leave? Um, Because I'm still asking that same question. Lord, where do you want me today and what do you want me to do?
1: Because he had a purpose for you and he knows that your journey is gonna lead you to something different and you're gonna impact more and more people. If it's doing this through businesses or helping people do videos or you know, taking you, you know, you you do such good work on your pictures. I mean, your videos, your pictures, I mean, you have an art for that. So when you do that, your you, people when they watch that stuff, they dissect that stuff. They I I dude, I see every single time when I look on Facebook, I see. What your purpose is and your purpose is to lead with god and show the right path for everybody so when you went up to kim's door and you said hey knock 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 that was probably the worst day of her life and you changed it literally like this and oh she she even
0: vocalized that like i could not be at a lower place matt and then god brought you to knock on the door And Brian, I think the thing we need to echo to everyone is how many times does the Lord lay something in your mind and you and I dismiss it? You're like, I'll do that tomorrow. Or um, I I laugh with people all the time. Like, you know what? I woke up at like two in the morning and I was thinking of um, whatever their name. I just had five names. I'm like, I'm not going to call them out on social media right now or in a podcast. But Erica's name was on your mind. And my number one question back to them, Did you pray for her at 3 a.m. And then call her at 8 a.m. and say, hey, the Lord brought you to mind last night. I was praying for you. What's going on? Because right there is probably the biggest gap in our Christian society of loving, caring, and sharing for one another that even, I'll be honest, Ryan, led me to move from Oxford. I was at a place that, and I think you and I have talked to this, pastors really don't have a big, broad audience of friends. Because Mm. everyone assumes I'm going to prejudge them or live with them in such a way they're like, yeah, I got to, you know, put the cloak and garment on of how I really am or who I ever because, you know, Pastor Matt, and I get Pastor Matt said to me all the time is like this flippant uh, measuring rod of either I can't say that, or they can't say that or something that's going on. So to your point of what Maddie had written and what others had said when we did let Others know that we're leaving Oxford. My wife actually said to me at one point, she goes, too bad the relationships we've had with people aren't like they are as we're leaving today. We're sharing the appreciation, sharing the, hey, man, you went the extra 25 miles, not the extra mile to help us. Why would you do that? And honestly, that sentence of why would you do that is the cue sentence for everything in my life that lets me drive forward with people um and it's the premise of how we then bring the gospel because God's bringing mountains of grace and rivers of grace and man I'd rather jump in the river and be pushed downstream by grace than fight to try to walk uphill in it oh, man, and oh, make man. it happen and make it forced it just doesn't work so why would I fight it I'm just going to follow the lord instead of fight the lord
1: we're going to go into a little bit of that i mean i, I think that you, you said it best, as you're a pastor people were scared to come up to you i actually uh you know I've been, I've been voicing my opinion a lot more on social media because of the times. Um, I literally, I, I've never been afraid to say it, but you know what, I'm, I'm using my voice right now. I'm using my, my, my following. I'm using everything that I have and I'm not worried about judgment. You know, I, I I was one of those guys that was like, well, you know, I own a business, you know, and I'm local. And if I say something that I might lose customers. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and to be honest with you, I want people to hear who I am. I want people to see who I am inside. I actually called a dear friend. Uh, actually, uh, she called me at nine 30 last night. I wanted to talk to her and I'm actually going to have her on my podcast. And, uh, you know, she said, she goes, Ryan, I didn't know you were a Christian. And I said, I said, well, what, why didn't you think I was a Christian? And she's like, Hmm. well, I never knew. And I said, well, I said, I have more faith in me than I've ever had in my life. And I said, you know what, before I was always worried about what other people thought. Right. And so I think there's a lot of people out there. And I think we really need to touch base on that because pe- people can't be scared to do this anymore. I know with the times and everything like that, if we put him first, watch, watch out what happens in this country.
0: Well, you know? it's like how I had to word that post the other day, despite all our different views on, and I listed like five things. Yeah. This is who I am. And, uh, that's a whole nother obviously level of story of being a pastor in a public school. I've brainstormed that as the book title of my autobiographical sketch is just oxymoronic, but no one wants to hear your voice, but they'll scream and cry out for this diversity and equality. But except for you, white male Christian God-following believer, not gonna listen
1: to you. And um, yeah, man, that is so giving me goosebumps right now, because we all are so scared. And, and so when I started this podcast, I'm like, you know what, there's no limits. You know, I'm I'm literally going to start this and I'm going to I'm going to tell people and show people what's really out there. And that's why I'm bringing people on here that that are are have these stories have I mean, if if you can impact one person, or if you can impact absolutely. hundreds, I mean, right. That's what we need in this world. So, right. like, it, I was doing it just justice of not starting this podcast and not and not showing who I really am, you know. Because, well, go ahead. I think
0: that's the fun of the audience of two or one that listens to this. That Saturday meeting in the coffee shop, I'm like, Ryan, can I record your story and record a podcast? You're like, No way! Like, yeah. that's what I want to be doing. So it yeah. just shows how much God's going to knit things together and say, Okay, let me build for our kingdom's sake, you just be obedient. I mean, Old Testament through now. I mean, the word abide is like all over the book of Genesis. I mean, all over it. Like if you read the book of Genesis, it's kind of like counting the same model car. Once you start looking for that car, you see it everywhere. The word abide means anchor in embed into me. You be my people, I'll be your God, just anchor into me. And that's what you're finding when you're like, man, my faith has grown so much because it's been tested, it's tried, it's been granted back to me, tested, tried, granted back to me. And you're like, why would I not? Like, how can I not believe this?
1: And then you you move on, You realize what happens is when you start doing that, what happens is you start noticing, like, why? Why is this happening to me? No, it, 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 it you're really everything's happening good for you. Why is this happening? You should be asking yourself, why isn't this happening? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you go out there and you're just you're one of those people that, you know, I look at everything now. I I, I listen like my my ears have never been as clear right now. Like I listen to people like I, mm-hmm. I listen to my staff. I listen to my employees. I listen to, you know, my my wife, my kids before I was always like, you know, OK, yeah, I'll listen to you. But I really wasn't listening. So like what has right. shown me the last several years is is. You need to put me first so I can show you the right path. And when he puts you on that right path, you don't ever want to veer away. You literally want to.
0: Even that statement of you coming to a place of listening. Think about our culture. Think about social media. Think about all the lies that's screaming at people. People don't post to listen. They post to have a voice and see how many people are listening to them but there's no reflection back of the other mirror of listening first and then talking it's like i got 85,000 likes on this great was there a conversation or dialogue with it no but look at the attention i got okay so you're just a, a chirping cricket but with no song you're singing no message you're carrying no no delivery of truth the truth is so clear when people hear the truth in a society that doesn't want to anchored in an absolute truth it's so loud that it's the truth that people go huh why didn't i think of that why didn't i and so truth does set people free according to what we read in john 17 and that's probably one of my greatest uh not to go all pastoral here but john 17 christ is right at the cross christ is dying this is his prayer as he's on the cross is that The truth of who he is will set people free from what is holding them back. And that's their sin. So by listening, you get an opportunity to really deliver things back to people right where they really need it. Instead of just giving out empty, empty, hollow shells of information, you can absorb where they're at. And people ask me all the time, Matt, you're super good at connecting with people. And what people don't realize is the amount of hours of observation prior to even the connecting with them.
1: Well, the I know hours we, of learning. I mean, we—I know you, you know—we went on Clubhouse for several weeks, and and you were literally listening and dialed in with every single person, and you took tidbits of pieces of everything, and you knew who to listen to who who to ignore. And, and, and I, and I, and I saw you constantly posting things and I'm like, this guy is getting it now. This guy is actually, I saw a huge difference when you started communicating and listening. Is it, is, was that a change back then? Or were you always doing that? Is that something you've always, um,
0: I think the difference is like, even like, I always have like journal books of stuff. Yeah. Like this is just yeah. stuff written. I would just write it down. I never did anything with it. I just, it was for me. And then I recognized if I'm listening for that statement that just impacted me, why don't I do what God's given me gift skills and ability to do? Which, like, you laugh. You're like, you just produce that media piece, like, so fast, and you yeah. put that quote back out there. And I'm like, yeah, in, like, 40, 42 seconds. Yeah. And you're like, dude, I would take me a day to do that. And I'm like, why am I harboring, anchoring in, stealing all this information from people and not doing it with anything for the person that didn't listen to be encouraged by what I heard? So, I finally just took it upon myself to say, like, okay, I got to do that. And what was fun is giving those quotes of people, what they were saying that were so true, back to them with art and graphic and text. And then what I saw is very important the Dash Ryan Austin. Paying tribute back to, like, dude, you just said this in front of 1,200 people and it probably rocked their world the same way it rocked mine. I'm going to give it back in a way. You know, it's just like, for those that don't know, we're talking about like those motivational posters, take a really cool picture that either I took or I had copyright released to and put that saying what they said to it. So it was impacting because you never know whose day you're going to change. And Ryan, the most fun out of that was all those people in those audiences, I would send theirs back to them in a DM. And I cannot tell you the feedback. Like the feedback was over the top and usually it was conversations with people it wasn't just listening to be heard it was then ongoing conversation of like who's this guy creeping into my clubhouse room and then i didn't have to speak publicly i now have them offline where i can actually bring truth to them they can bring truth to me we can be a relationship and a connection of conversation and giving and taking and obviously you've introduced me to some great people like Brian Hess like I feel bad when I don't log in to listen at seven thirty-eight o'clock because one, I want to encourage him, which he and I've, you know, I've worked hard to try to just take my pastoral experience and being like, man, I'm out here on an Island. I'm by myself. You never hear the feedback back and man, thanks. Keep doing what you're doing. You're pushing me to greatness. You're helping others have a voice in channels and media and places that we didn't think we could one go or two know about. Um, and that's also, you know, kudos, thanks to you for the one, the introduction, the two, the, the consistent prod of Matt, we're going to do this, let's do this. So, yeah. You know,
1: you know, what's really cool about that is, is, is we all know people. And, and the thing is, is, is why do we shelter the people we love from everybody else? You know, it's Ah, like, it's easy. We want
0: more of that person
1: ourselves sometimes. So, so I'm a part of this inner circle group with Brian Hess and it's a, uh, it's a group of 13 uh, individuals and all over the United States. And it's something that uh, is, is a, a motivational thing that we're, we're, we're trying to create a movement. And it's one of those things that I've never been impacted with 13 amazing amazing mm-hmm. individuals and when i went down to fort lauderdale for the conference for the you know brian hess's conference the top contractor conference i was blown away by these people the room i mean i felt i felt like like i was floating like if like i said there, if, there, if, if not this there. Is, yeah i said if this is what heaven is like take me now that was one yeah. of the things i was like this is perfect. Like this is, this could be any perfect. I mean, everything that was said, Ben Newman was there. He was a speaker. And you Mm -hmm. just told me, tell me a little bit about your, you know, your, your podcast or the podcast with Brian Hess and Ben Newman. Tell it, tell me how much it impacted you because it impacted me so much. I mean, well, to to your point of one, introducing people, but to,
0: um, I guess you you get in such an envelope of your own life, you don't leave your own envelope. That's probably one one statement that would I think help people understand is be willing to step out of the box, the envelope, the container, whatever you try to keep your life safe, secure, and isolated in, and be willing to be both impact or impacting to someone else. And that's where well we'll take we'll take the conversation with Ben Newman and Brian Hess and play it backward. To your challenge to me, like, man, I'm gonna read a book a week every day this year for da 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 da. So then you and I just started like pounding books on each other in the best way, right? So as soon as I see Brian, Ryan Austin's read the book, check the box, Brian Hess has read the book, check the box, and I heard it the second time, I better be reading the book, right? So that's just one level, but then you hear the story of Ben Newman's conversion story, John Gordon, bless his heart for being such a powerful man of God. And why, by that, I mean, trusting that he says, I don't care what this dude, jerk, idiot, I don't know him says when I call him up and say, hey, you and I met for 20 minutes, Ben, one question for you. I hear your faith is weak. Where are you at?
1: I love it. Oh, I mean, man.
0: That, gave me, that gave me chills this morning when I was listening to it, because <laughs> I'm like, Matt, quit worrying. Like you've said about yourself, what others say about you and be who you are not just in your closet, but also before people, because it's not about you. If if it's about you, stop anyway. And I'll be honest. I mean, if I was an alcoholic, that'd be one thing. If I was, you know, addicted to drugs of some, that that's one thing. Those are all sins that we try to hide from the world, but we can't. It's got outward appearances. And the thing I try to preach to myself the most is, um, what does humility look like? What does Uh, gentleness look like because i can be the most proud person i can be the most arrogant person whether it's in my words or my tones or just my own dogma of opinion like this is truth man um so i have to pray all the time lord help me lord help me lord help me it's about you it's not me how do i come across right now and so i think of john gordon is like man That gave me chills, like be that to somebody who it doesn't matter what they think of you. But John Gordon is a perfect picture in that testimony this morning that Brian interviewed um, Ben about of be real, be who you are in your faith. It doesn't matter, but you are right now the streamline, the road, the river, the channel, the whatever that God's got for. In that case, John Gordon to Ben Newman to now look at the thousands of people that he's impacted through best-selling books and and those things, which you know, you've got my book outlined. You got to hold me accountable. I'm only on chapter six,
1: right? Yeah, so yeah, so I'll, um, I'll, let's let's go into that a little bit, John Gordon. Okay, now John Gordon, um, I've been following John Gordon for some quite some time, and and I actually heard Ben Newman's speech uh, in Fort Lauderdale and it blew me away. And it, it was one of those things that was like. I did post some things I did little things but Ben Newman was my real real purpose of saying hey be real and not care what people think you know Mm -hmm. it's like just get out there and and I've always had the mentality of is 50 percent of the people are going to like you 50 percent of the people are going to hate you why don't we work on the 50 percent that like us and love us you know and stop worrying about the naysayers and the people that that maybe maybe they just maybe they just don't like us because they're either jealous or they want to be like us and let's try to reach out to them once in a while and say hey listen i'm here with open arms come with me on this path come with, with me right. on this journey right. because that's what the light is that's turning on the light for people you know and if you bring them on that journey and i i say this all the time and to people is like hey how is your day going? You know, how are you doing today? And if they say, Oh, I'm busy, I'm busy. And no, no. How are you doing today?
0: To everyone's busy. To, yeah.
1: yeah. Just ask people, how are you doing? How how is your walk right now? How is your faith? How is your journey? How are how are you how are you sustaining every day? How are you are you are you happy? Are you sad? Are you do you need to talk? Are you are you going down a path that you don't want and you need just somebody to hold your hand? You know, it's like that's my mission in this whole thing is, is, and I, and I believe you have the same mission. That's why I, I, I love being around you. I love listening to you. I love following you. It's, it's one of those things that we are who the, the top five people we hang out with and we, and we follow. Oh, absolutely. And I truly believe, you know, Brian Hess, Ben Newman, John Gordon, Matt Johnson, Bruce Pulver, all these people that I follow on a constant basis are the true meaning of the people that i want to be around and i want to be and i got i got a couple couple books i'm going to send you but man it's uh you know especially john gordon you you brought up john gordon i just bought three of his books so you know i'm just i and to be honest with you i said i was going to do 53 books this year i'm at 42 right now and killing it i'm going to tell you something 42 books this year i haven't read 42 books in 20 years Amen. That's awesome. And, I, and, it and, all, and it's all shaping.
0: I mean, you're finding a word in every book, at least, that's moved you.
1: And speaking of words, I mean, my podcast that's coming out next Friday with Bruce Pulver is probably going to be one that you have to watch because it's like, it's all about words. And and I and he's, he's going to be one of the books that I send you because the book is amazing. It's breaking down words individually to make them positive. So hmm. every morning, this guy wakes up and has a word and he breaks it down. And it's all faith. That's awesome. It's it's, dude, it's amazing. And he has a podcast that he's with on Wednesdays. But, you know, this is, this is something that, you know, we need to start looking at, we need to start following, we need to start, you know, following these people, and and just feed our knowledge, feed, feed our faith, feed everything. Because, you know, the five people that I want to be around are the people that are walking on the same journey as I am, you know, Mm. and, and I think that's what's real. And, why don't we uh why don't we go into a little bit i know we we've 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 done the state path, <laughs> but why don't we go into a little bit about what your company's doing and 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 what made you go into it because i really want to touch this cuz here's the thing you, you you're not only a pastor you're not only a a a true you know amazing person when it comes to giving back and helping people but you started this company 9 degrees north several years ago And it now has become a reality and a dream where you're doing it full time. Tell me what path you want to go with your vision on this thing, because I truly believe that God puts you in this to help other people. This is, this is, you're going to make money. You're going to have fun, but you got to, you got to believe it. What you're doing right now is impacting a ton of people as their perspective. I mean, you showed me that video before and I looked at it and I'm like, you just did that. Wow. That's crazy. That's awesome. And, and and people look at that and they're like, dude, this guy has a talent. This guy has. And then now you're going to do different things. You're probably going to do some stuff for churches. Maybe you'll probably do stuff for big corporations and bring that 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 liveliness out of the people and, and show the true meaning of who they really are. Like as Birmingham, I always say we do things the Birmingham way.
0: Okay? Yeah, absolutely.
1: And, and people yeah. are like, well, what's the Birmingham way? The Birmingham mm-hmm. way is doing everything with honesty, integrity and being loyal, you know, and having family, you know, and that's the biggest thing that I, that I truly stand by. But l- tell me a little bit about what 9 Degrees and how it was developed and how, the, what's the real purpose of 9 Degrees?
0: Well, the, the whole story is, is long, but it's kind of interesting. It goes back to all things are traveling through that conduit, right? And they all have a purpose to reach people and to help people be aimed back the right way. So 9 Degrees North is the go. main logo is the middle of my shirt, right? But uh, top lines, like, so this is obviously this, actually the map of that is from an area hunt out in Idaho um, and it's vertical, straight up and down, crazy. So like, you can't just go hike it. Uh, nine degrees north came out of the basement of my house there in Oxford. Um, a buddy of mine had left the work he was doing and I had been doing a bunch of barn reclamation carpentry for my house. And he's like, what shit, What can I do to make some money? I'm like, dude, people pay a ton of money for reclaimed barnwood furniture. Uh, and which, you know, Ryan, like yeah. my, my kitchen table is this 140 inch by 55 inch wide reclaimed oak barnwood kitchen table that I built. Um, and I'm like, dude, Jason, man, people pay big money for this. I think you need to do this. I'll help you. What do you need? I'll be the North version of Nine Degrees. You'd be the South version. So my company, Nine Degrees North, was I'll do the marketing end of things. You do the building of things. We'll come together. We'll treat it as two different companies. We can spin some stuff off that'll help. Da, da, da. But my work in the school district, I was done using ad agencies. They were just wasting our dollar. They were driving prices. They weren't driving any market value. There was no work to be done and i don't want to jargonize the story but what they were providing was not what we were paying for i was paying for what i thought was nothing but not getting the results so um at one point um nine degrees north then took a okay i'm going to follow education ben so nine degrees north is the elevator speech i give people is out of my experience this is all grown so my question for you in the elevator is ryan if i had a briefcase worth a million dollars in it, and you can meet me at the North Pole. What are your two things that you'd use to meet me? And I've asked you this question, so I'll, I'll just one sided monologue this. Yeah. You'd say to me, Well, I'd use a compass, and some people have said a helicopter, a snowmobile, or whatever, something to drop me off at the North Pole. And I said, Congratulations, you're 500 kilometers from me at the North Pole based on the tools you chose, one being a compass, it points to magnetic north. I'm actually on the North Pole. I'm about 500 kilometers off of where you're at. So the average on a map, there's the angle of declination. That's the difference between magnetic north and the North Pole. I'm an outdoor junkie. Sorry, that just comes out. (laughs) But the average of that is about nine degrees from true north. So you can already hear my life story in this, and you can hear the business name. My subtitle to nine degrees north is aiming people the right way you can now see where nine degrees north is a whole lot more than helping people capture more return out of their digital marketing and their marketing spend it's also coaching shaping aiming living my life mission out in the work i do loving people so five going on six years ago now um, that same friend uh, had some people reach out to him hey can you help us launch this new business and that would be rogue bowstrings and he goes Uh, I can try, but it quickly became, no, here, call Matt. Don't let him tell you no. Tell him I told you. Get him (laughs) down here, which happens to be in Ohio, um, which happens to now be where Keeve works. Um, But don't let him tell you no. (laughs) So this is December 16th. They had a January 6th deadline to be at at an archery, the Archery Trade Association trade show in uh, that year's Indianapolis. No, that year's Louisville, Kentucky. So I just did what I did. I'm like... I have your logo and brand done. You love it. We got shirts, hats, we got gear, we got swag, all the stuff that really doesn't make you money, but gives you an identity. And you have a website and you have a product to sell. So I said, here's what you're going to do. You don't have time to buy a booth. You don't have time to attend the trade show as a trade show member. We're going to run the risk. You're going to get kicked out, but that's okay. We'll run the risk. So I did a geo-specific ad that hit social media on a blitz Not a lot of money spent, but it flooded everyone's thing campaign on their device. Find us on the show floor in this area wearing these shirts with this backpack and get 10% off your first orders. Well, they walked out of there with five figures of orders written for them, nearly six figures. And they literally just... My faith said, Matt said, he's going to do this. We're going to go sell stuff. And I'm literally, Lord, you better make it busy. Lord, I'm going to try my best to make it be floodgates on them. And from that moment on, they're like, Matt, we don't care what you say. We don't care where you go. You're going to be our guy. You're going to help us. And there's about a year where I I let them, they hired a social media person with my help. And I just let them go. So like, it was quiet. I would touch base about once a month. So that was the start of me using them as an experiment of how can I do this? And uh, the owners, both Joe and Jesse said, how much do we owe you? You've not written us an invoice for anything. And I said, you don't owe me a thing. Because why? I had a job, I'm getting paid. I don't need income from you. But what I have now is a platform to hang the gospel, to live with you and live with you in such a way that you're like, you're my dude. I don't care what anybody else says. Uh, you're a new BFF, Yeah, but I want them with the gospel and the tools God's given me to live with people and pour major blessings into their business. Now, um, today they pay me, um, especially now that I, I live and breathe on nine degrees north income, like thank you that they do pay me and have a contract. And at the same time, I was able to go to a bank and say, um, I just left everything I have in Michigan and bless the Lord, I have no debt on anything to my name. And I moved here to Ohio. How could I apply for a mortgage for a home?
1: Oh, you're the no banker.
0: Debt. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, I have no debt. I have exactly, you have no debt and you have money put down more than 20% of the house. We'll loan you anything you want. Exactly. And I was like, I have nothing besides these five cr- contracts to give you. And they're like, it, it made me quickly become aware that God's got me, I don't have me. God's Mm -hmm. done what he needs to do to bring me forth. So, Nine Degrees North started out of uh, a need for the school district. I'm done paying big money. In Oxford schools, when I started in 2010 under Dr. Skilling, it was 3,200 students. My last number that I knew when I left the district in the end of June was 7,700 students. Wow. In a community that's barely really grown, it's about the same number as it was 10 years ago. Waterstone's just now birthing out to build a new. Uh, homes, hence you're going to be the beneficiary of one of those, right? Yeah. Um, but the district hasn't grown in its presence of people there. But we started to build it the right way. So my mind, entrepreneurial, nine degrees north, is really business. And um, so with Doctor Skilling and Tim Throne, I said, "Man, I'm just going to join you guys." I worked for years as a contractor for them, and it pretty much turned into we don't care what you say. You're going to We're going to retain you full time. And that's when I rolled into that director of marketing and communication for the entirety of the district, worked directly to the superintendent, um, quickly morphed into, uh, you do know how to handle yourself in a camera situation. You do know how to talk slow enough to present the facts. And Ryan, the number one thing, and I think you would agree to this, it doesn't matter what I do, if my integrity is ever at jeopardy or in call, I'm not going to do it. So it became easy to be the communicator for the district, the voice of the district, the person that was there to both give wisdom and counsel to superintendents at a high, high, high level, because every choice, every thought, every decision was always out of integrity first, God-glorifying thoughts. And one time I even said to Doctor uh, to, uh, to Tim Throne, wasn't Dr. Skilling, said, I just want you to know every day you're going to be satisfied with what I do for you with work. Because I don't work for you, I work to do all things to the glory of God. That doesn't matter what I say, be or do. You'll never have to worry about me. Wow! And that wasn't a statement of arrogance. That was a statement of my eyes on that point on the horizon, and that is my true north. Um, and that's where nine degrees north really came from. Is I want people to find true north, not be aimed off five hundred kilometers from the truth, but actually find the truth. So. The business just became the overflow of the knowledge of things God's built and done and done around me and in me and through me, but really with the subtitle aiming people the right direction.
1: So, and, and, and what a better business to go into because there is not many people in your business that have integrity. People just oh, want that's why of-
0: that's why I know that
1: I can grow this thing so substantially
0: because well I've already had three referral clients in the five weeks of shifting from being an employee secure in a school district that had a great salary to, huh, I'm going to go stand out here by myself and I'm going to hopefully make it. Well, you and I would know well enough. You don't, you don't live by your own strength. So Lord, you're going to bring the work. You're going to grant the contracts. And if I can do them with the highest integrity, I've already grown three just by doing it with high integrity and letting them know, like, here's where people will scam you. Here's what you need to watch out for Here's what we're going to do. And we're going to sit down weekly and review it.
1: I want to show you this. It, my, my logo right here says, and I got to get it closer. Whoa. Hey, it says. <laughs> Left is right. Right is wrong. Yeah. Uh, family, culture, and integrity. And yeah. I'm sure you see it backwards, but I do everything with integrity every day with my company. And I believe that I attract the right employees with integrity too, because here's the thing is, is how you lead is everything. Know right and people know, and people know, people know, and I believe, truly believe that nine degrees north will be very successful because you're a person that leads, you're a person with faith, and you're a person with integrity. And I believe that you're truly blessed right now, and you will get more blessed because you do have the faith in you and you do have God first. And I truly believe that I am a very blessed person, I have a lot of gratitude with me. Um, I am very uh, humbled that I've been able to do the things that I've done. Um, I'm also very humbled on the people that are surrounded with, because it's not every day that people get to have all the great people around them. I, you know, when Mm -hmm. Brian, when Brian Hess and I talk every other day or every day on the phone, because we're struggling or we're going through things or we're doing this, or we're doing that. That is the true meaning of a true friendship. And a true oh, person absolutely. that wants to lead you. And I, I believe that in this world, we all just need a friend, you know, and, yeah. and we just need somebody just to, and I think one of my buddies, Zach, put that on his, uh, on his uh, Instagram post the other day. And he's like, oh, we all just need friends. And, yeah, and, absolutely. And, and, and the thing is, is the friends that you hang out with are everything and who lead you and, and, and put you on that journey and, you know, make you had that 1% better every single day, you know? it
0: goes, goes back to those five, those five. I don't care who you are. I can name people that I started to sound like I started to be like, whether it is um, some of like one of my best friends when I was in college, pastoral studies major, his name is Ben Vay, I would get home like, man, I sound just like Ben, which is a good thing. He's like an awesome stud of a Christian guy. Right. And then I think now, even before we made this move, there's so many conversations of like people thinking that we're crazy. You just packed up everything. You have two kids still in high school. You sold your house in Oxford and you just packed up to move, of all places, Ohio. Um, well, there's men here that I said intentionally on the phone back in January and February to get you to the point of, Matt, what led you to where you're at. Um, Joe, who owns Rogue Bowstrings, back in December, Literally, and a car ride home from a hunting trip in Nebraska, with the most sincere, genuine, quiet, calm spirit, looked at me and goes, "What are you going to do for your own business? What you do for all of ours every day?" Wow. And I just like smiled at him, like because I know what I do and I know what I do to pour into them. Yeah. And it was the quietest. What probably felt like an hour and a half, two-hour car ride after that, but I'm sure it was like. 13 seconds and i'm like well because and then it hit me like you know what you've been faithfully following the lord and everything and that was like my always number one conduit All we going back to how I ever became a pastor at a young age and those stories which i don't know if you want all of that because this could be a five-hour podcast but <laughs> is uh
1: hey hey is, i'm gonna be a guest again so we'll we'll have a couple podcasts so
0: yeah is, is to understand then like what the world would see maybe as a selfish choice, Matt, you're just doing this for you, is God saying, you know what, there's a bigger audience than what you think your pulpit can reach. I mean, there'd be days that my little congregation of 45, 65 people at New Hope Church of Oxford would have 120. There were days when there'd be 1,200 people during COVID listening to my online sermon. And I'm like, holy cow, like, Lord bless you for making reach out of this, but I'm not worthy of 1,200 people listening. Like actually, it gets kind of scary. You're like, well, there's accountability. There's all kinds of things that come back. But the echo is you don't preach to them. You don't make choices for anybody that's a them. I don't care who they are, Lord, this is where you want me to go. So um, my other friend down here didn't even know that other conversation says, Hey, I need to have a conversation with you. When are you available? And I'm like, right now, like, what are you digging at, man? <laughs> and, and that was more of a Lord tripping, intriguing, Matt, what are you doing? How are you going to be obedient? And it's, uh, Matt, I need, some, I need you to come run your business. And this office is his office. This is in his building. But I want to house you as a contractor in my building to grow your business in my building because my people need you. And you're like, what? Like, your people don't need me. He goes, no, I I need to have you close in my life. I need to have some coaching and things I want. And Jesse, bless his heart, he's like, no, my business is a place. I need I've done. They're one of my contracts from years ago. I need your marketing hat. I need your your wisdom pastorally. Our culture here is very um, Christ centered, and all that. Like their their purpose statement, on the wall is serve others above yourself first. This is their number one thing. Like, be willing to stop what you're doing to go pick up a other end of a tool for somebody else. And they produce high-end campers and RVs. Like, we're not talking a small business here. And I'm like, you don't even know the conversation I had with your business partner yesterday about all of this that you're asking me. So it was really one of those let go, let God. God, you lead me. Here we go. And the journey has been crazy fun, like um, not knowing how you're going to go from the salary you used to have to a reduced salary to pay for college for a kid to have a wedding for your son. And God's like, no, I got this. Just watch. And you're like, wow. okay, here we go. Um, And the hard thing like is is the friends, like Hmm. the people you've had close contact and connections with. And I've I've had to help them understand my phone. It's still my phone, and my contacts, like you and I talk, and try to reach out and and lead and be the voice of both rashid truth reason and, and the gospel to each other, so it's all good
1: well let's uh let's go into a little bit of social media um real quick <laughs> and and the reason why I want to go into social media is because it's so impactful for a lot of people and sure I, and I, and I bring this up a lot because I've met hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people in the last two years on social media. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Using it as a conduit.
1: Just using it as a true roadmap for where I yep. want to go. And the yep. reason why I do that is because he is putting me on this road because he wants me to be around people to help people. And I Absolutely. think that's I think that's why you left to Ohio because he yep. told you there's a better purpose. That 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 building you're in, that that owner, he is the true meaning of why you're there. And, and, and oh, the, yeah. real, the real reason is because he needed the faith in his life and he knew that he had to have you. And now you're going to bless all his employees. You're going to bless people that he knows. You're going to make him a better person in order for him to bless people and to show people the path. So it's, it's not just because like you say, a lot of people, you know, they say, well, why are you leaving? Why are you doing this? Because yeah. tr- the truth be told is, is because he told you to go to maybe a better person for other people you know, and, and that's, that, that's yeah. I truly believe. And we were talking about this in my, in my sales meeting today. And, and it was, it was a very impactful sales meeting. And the reason why is, is I used a, a little stuff from Brian Hess and, and, you know, I use stuff from him all the time because he's got a podcast on uh, every morning from seven thirty to eight. It's called the morning perspective. And every day I, I, I listen to that. It. It's a part of my routine uh, because if I don't get it, I feel like I'm empty. You know and it's mm-hmm. like there's a lot of things that I do just like if I don't pray in the morning just like I did if I don't do my devotional I don't start my day out normal so what what I bring back this to the social media stuff is, is all the impactful people. I mean I've I've had talks with Ben Newman personally. I've had talks with uh you know uh Glenn Lundy I've had talks with a lot of people that I've been following and speaking of that Glenn Lundy's having a uh a great event in Lexington, Kentucky, and I'm going to send you the dates, but I would love to drive down, swoop you up and go to the conference, but it's called For God's Sake, and it's about business leaders. And I really think truly that if you and I went together, just watch out what would happen in that room, you know, it's like, you know, it just, I feel like you walk in there and there's, there's spotlights on you and you're just like, you're ready to go, you know, and then you just, you listen and then you just impact as many people as you can in that room. And so when with social media, how many people have you met? And how many people have encouraged oh, you? And how many people have really changed your life and impacted you in social media? Um,
0: well, I think what's interesting is not necessarily big names, but one of my aims is when I'm, whether it's in a uh, kind of a clubhouse environment or it's listening to Brian Hess perspectives is I can't tell you the number of people that are in the audience with me listening that that's who I'm messaging because I want to see I don't know who they are I know Brian Hess is I know his view I know his faith I know his walk and um boy I can't even tell you the number of people that what you've you've seen you've seen me profile pull out somebody who's a doctor in New York and I didn't even know it but like just start real life conversations with how you doing, what's going on. Um, because back to the conduit impact, you don't know who's sitting next to you. No different than the kid in the classroom at the high school. Who's got a classmate in the desk next to him. That's going to go home and end his life. You don't know, and you don't know your words of impact. You don't know your place. And I truly believe uh, this is to take your social media question and take a uh, the context of it away and put the context of scripture around it my neighbors if i'm if i'm to love my neighbor as myself biblically that's not the person that lives in the brick and mortar next to you that's the person that you run into at the grocery store that's the person that you are sitting at the stoplight every day because you leave your house at the same time and they leave your house at the same time and then you see them at the grocery store do you have? Oh, excuse me. The balls to go up to them and say, you know what? You and I pass each other every day at the stoplight at Burdick and Pineak Street, and here we are in the grocery store. I just want you to know, man. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. And that could be it. So that's my approach on social media. Is like if I see people post, I see people saying things. One, I don't say things enough of what I should. Like maybe I have in the past week. Um, I even. I, I haven't used social media in the ways I'm planning to use it future in the past, probably five weeks, like I would have used it in the past, even. Um, a lot of people have said to me, Matt, you've gone radio silent. What's going on? Da, 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 da. Well, I got a lot of moving parts right now. And my own world, isn't my own priority. My two daughters who just went to new high school this week for the first time, they're a priority. My wife, who's working in a new job that's not necessarily her highest profile or number one choice but she knows she's serving reaching and helping friends in their business so she's going to go do that she's my number two priority my daughters are number one and the number or i should say two and three the number one is each week I Man, we're working to find a new church here so to take that all the way back to social media there's some things where my audience and people in future reach like nine degrees north is going to have a podcast which you've known for years yep. um it's really subtitled faith fins and fur because everyone has a story yeah right there it is baby faith, it's, on on my, it's, on,
1: it's on my glenn Lundy rise and grind calendar yeah which, i i noticed that when you actually, made that post which is actually you, pretty cool i want to show you guys something so literally like i write in this thing every day and I mean, it's just full of just you know scratched up. But I wanted to I want to share this real quick. It says, I I I literally write this every single morning, and I wanted to show this. But it says, "Who loses if you don't win?" Mm-hmm. And I and 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 I write that on my in my thing every single day, and it's like that's that that really touches a lot of people. It makes me every time I say it, I get goosebumps. You know, it's it's just like. I have to win every single day. I have to impact as many people as I can, because if I, if, if I'm not doing that, what's happening? Well, And
0: and you're in the use of social media today can either be a negative, like people will let it be. And it's all used in negative voice and negative connotation and uh, gossip and slander. But the pandemic did one thing for me and that pandemic helped me understand, dude, this is a platform that's free where people can choose to dismiss me, set me aside, whatever. But my church needs me to preach to the camera for the next 50 Sundays. Who would have ever imagined that, right? And preach to the camera and figure out, man, I got to make a teleprompter so my notes are right here instead of me having to look down at my notes so I can read through it and be connecting to people. Um, And then I realized, my goodness, I have literally 20 years of sermon outlines written that I store, like I preach off an iPad. I'm like, why don't I take Faith, Fins, and Fur and Nine Degrees North and marry it all together and take Brian Hess's lead? My wife's trying to get a hold of me. Take Brian <laughs> Hess's lead and do a morning perspective esque thing that's for business, for marketers, for people in digital media and the arts that, like, this guy's taught for 12 years how to use a camera. Yeah. So when I set up video shoot here in house the other day, they're setting up lights and they didn't really know what they're doing. And Tanner blesses hard heart. He looks, he goes, okay, Mr. teacher Johnson, how would you do this? I'm like, well, I do this and this and this and this and this. They're like, why did you just do it? I'm like, it's not my show, but you want help. It's a, again, back to the gospel. That's who we are in Christ. Like we have to understand when God, our father created us, he wants to see us two things, broken, humble, and redeemed. When you're arrogant, living on your own, you're going to leave him. Sorry, I got to change the thought.
1: Oh, you're, you're right. You're right.
0: Yeah, my my daughter's being picked up from school. Um, is He wants to see us in those three things. But as a heavenly father and an earthly father, when your kids come to you, you know I've had this conversation, mm-hmm. is – The humility of my child, who thinks they got it all figured out, coming to me and say, Dad, I need help. No better payment for anything under the sun. Our Heavenly Father doing the same thing. Social media is the context and the structure of, I can bring truth to somebody in such a way that on their time and on their place, that they can dissect it, listen to it, digest it. I got to use the platform. And it goes all the way back for me to pastoral studies days in college, a visiting professor from Romania of all places, where you got to list to me 30 ways to teach somebody about who Christ is. And I'm like, three? Can we do three? I'm like, 30? (laughs) But then I, Uh, I look at that same context today in social media. I'm like, why am I not doing this yet? What am I waiting for? what hey, people so, say about me.
1: So, I'm going to I'm going to hold you accountable, okay? And, and 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 I've already been a I've already been a guest <laughs> on you. But hey, you're good at that too. Hey, I will I will seriously be a guest again and we can have fun and we can do stuff and do everything like that, but I think I think that I had several people tell me. I mean, I had Mike Claudio um, you know, tell me, yeah. "Hey, he literally said he goes, "Ryan, quit making excuses and just do it." Right. And then I had right. Brian Hess say, what are you waiting for? I'll help you. I'll help you get through it. I'll help you right. do this. And, and what's really cool is he's actually going to be a guest on here in a couple of weeks. So that's awesome. I, I am excited about that. But one thing I really truly needed was somebody to just say, you know what, Ryan, what are you waiting for? You have so much joy and so much grace to give people. Why right. are you wasting that? Right, You know, it's like, so you look at these things and I see so much grace and so much, so much, you know, greatness in you that why aren't you doing it? You know, it's one of those things that I, I did this and I said, I'm going to do it once a week. But my thing is, is now I'm going to start stemming off and doing like one or two, two episodes for 10 or 15 minutes about what I feel is going on and how I feel that we need to change things. Or if I do this and I, I just want to be real with people. I want to sh- yeah, show. Absolutely. I want to show really who Ryan Austin is. And I think what people really need to know is who is Matt Johnson, who is he and what is he going to do and how is he going to do it? Because I really truly believe if you did a one time a week at first and did a two or three times and just transitioned yourself into it, it would be an amazing thing and and i i'll tell you right now i'd be the first one to watch it every single day if you do it every day or if you do it once <laughs> a week just for the I cavity still, of it dude, or like what no, is no this no no doing? no no but because you <laughs> got you got to understand is, is i i i did this i did this podcast for a, a purpose and the purpose really was not just to help every single you know person you know try to help one individual it was also to help myself you know it was it was to help myself to be more Uh, you know, more on point, you know, and really just stretch my learning, you know, Mm -hmm. because you learn so much from people, you know, this conversation, I've learned more than I have in the last five days. So when I, when I, when I, when I really dissect things that are going on, you really see the joy and you see the grace and everything in life and, and, and how God intended you to be, because you, you don't go every single day in life and just go through your movements and go through everything because I think, uh, I think it's, I forget the quote. I can't, I'm going to mess it up, but it's, uh, Ed Milat says that it's like something like a, with a mirror and something, but it says, uh, you know, it says, you know, I, I know, I, I knew I was going to forget this, but, um, Whatever. It is what it is, but I'll I'll post it in the comments. But it's one of those things is you're, you you look in your reflection in the mirror. Do you like what you see? It's something like yeah, that. Absolutely. And it's like, I was looking in the mirror for years and saying, I don't even know what I'm looking at. And now I have right. a true purpose. I look in the mirror and now I say, you know what? I look in the mirror and say, you know what? You're going to go out. You're going to impact people's lives. You're going to look at people and you're going to look at people and listen and you're going to you're going to learn from them and you're also going to help them. And I yeah. truly believe that every single day because that's what I was missing. I mean, I never looked in the mirror and saw what I liked. You know. Yeah, I, you, you I, definitely
0: don't want to go out with regrets of things you didn't accomplish or didn't do or didn't even try or start or you so. know.
1: So I, I i was pushed by I was pushed by a very couple individuals even you i told you two years ago i was going to start this podcast and look now i'm actually doing it you know i'm on my sixth episode with you so it's like it's one of those things that i had to do because i was done making excuses for myself and we all get so busy and all of a sudden we make excuses but i'm done making excuses for time i'm done making excuses for busy when somebody asks me you know how you doing i say i'm very grateful i'm very happy i'm ready to lead I'm ready. A real to, dude. A real answer. I'm ready to be the person that God intended me to be. Not I'm busy. I'm swamped with work because that's not a true answer. And I think Ed Milette says this uh, in his podcast once in a while. And that's why we we take this stuff and we you know we 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 take it in and we bring it out to where it can impact other people. But if if you're not following Ed Mylett or people aren't following Ed Mylett, I mean he is he has been one of the most inspirational people in my life the last year. And the reason why that is is because I pretty much call him the goat, because (laughs) he has he has God in him. You can when I saw him on stage, I literally had goosebumps the whole time. He, it's the passion, it's the energy, it's just the it's just the pure, just gift of God, just just praising Him and saying what really is true to Him and being real because a lot of people. That's the biggest flaw they have is they don't want to be real because they want to be somebody else. They want to be, you know, a celebrity or they want to be this, they want to talk like this person. But what we really need to do is we need to take everything that people say and we need to dissect and we need to put it in what Ryan would say or what Matt Johnson would say, or what, 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 what Jesus would tell us to say, you Mm -hmm. know, how are you going to impact people? So, you know what, I just, I want to wrap this up and I want to truly say, Thank you for your time, and this has probably been one of the best podcasts I've had. Because t- to be honest with you, I felt like God was in the room, and it gives me goosebumps saying it. But this podcast is going to change people's life. And I truly well. And that, so.
0: I, I a while ago when we first started, I grabbed my just memo book that I write stuff mm-hmm. down in. But when we chose to move, it's amazing um the voice of God and how people discern the Holy Spirit or um, their own indigestion whatever you want to call it but the word that I have written it's uh it's favor I got my password to my screen on there too but uh favor meaning abundance and not translated as dollars and cents but understanding when a cultural understanding of the Old Testament when a father would pray a blessing over his sons or daughters, the favor of the Lord upon them. And Ryan, I cannot tell you since making the decision to leave Oxford and pursue my own business for the glory of God to help people with their limited finances and funds to reach, to grow their business. um, The word favor has come to me in conversations Whether it's a friend of mine, Mark Mark Wittenberg, who he and I are working to uh, figure out a way to change really medical sales and marketing, some things there. The word favor and abundance and hand of God and favor has come to me, I bet you, 85 different times in conversation with every one of them a different person. So I trust that this podcast is recorded with the same kind of grace and favor that somebody's going to hear this and have to be led to reach out to either you or me to say, Matt, help me understand this relationship thing, this, this understanding God as Father thing that you and Ryan speak of, because there's nothing that we will do on this earth that's more important than coming to faith because God's starting to mold and shape and move and help you get to the place where you can let go of past baggages and say, okay, now I can run and I can run freely without the weights that do ensnare and entangle and drag me down. So that is my prayer, that's my blessing, that's my statement echoed out, is that this Lord is somehow used to impact somebody's life in a way that they didn't anticipate, one, listening for two hours, or two, getting to the end of it and go, these guys are nuts, but I wanna know what drives them to be so nuts. Um so thank you for it. having me on Um it. I've left my daughter sitting up at the high school with her father in neglect so um, <laughs> you, but I you trust know, us you all
1: hey I, I started this podcast with a letter from your daughter and and I know this isn't the same daughter but I'm yeah. sure that I'm sure that daughter is is thinking the same thing as you're a great dad and you're doing things that you should have been doing and this is this is truly a a blessing that you did this and i really appreciate it i i, I truly want to thank you for being a great friend of me and mm-hmm. i can't wait to come and visit you. i actually am going to uh gonna be in i'm gonna take a trip i'm gonna take a road trip i got a couple buddies in ohio i'm going down to um uh lexington and i'm gonna go to pittsburgh to see my brian Hess. so well, if i'm gonna you're make going it, in any of those directions i'm only 80 miles from brian
0: so so I've, what, uh, I, what I was thinking closer. is that uh,
1: i'll just pick you up we'll go to pittsburgh see brian and then i'll drop you back off and then i'll go to a couple other places but you know hey, i just you let me I, know so but hey i just wanted to say thank you and uh, have a great day and i'm gonna i'm gonna give me a second and then we'll we can chit chat a few minutes so bless you man